and I, I really encourage entrepreneurs to think about that is that you're going to try and do something that is really hard. So look for mentors, look for people that can help you look for people that can really help you stretch your imagination in any way, shape or form, because you're going to need it. And so if you're going to go you know, play competitive sports or what have you, you want every advantage. Same thing with business. Um, and the other thing I learned early on was that uh, we all need help and we all need coaches. They can be formally or informally. I certainly learned that early on in my entrepreneurship. Uh, I was lucky to have a guy named Bill Campbell, who's another Silicon Valley legend. Um, I was one time explaining problems I was having with my own business and Bill said, who's your coach? So I, I don't have one. And he said, well, you know, the greatest golfers in the world uh, have a coach. Steve Jobs, when he was alive running Apple, had a coach. Why the heck wouldn't you have some form of coach? And so things like that, that again, speak more to the mental aspects uh, of the business, but just great lessons around understanding what you're getting into, understanding how hard it's going to be, and then looking for sources of inspiration and help wherever you can. Welcome friends to The Entrepreneur Speaks. I'm your host, Kofi Anumedu. Each week, I host an amazing entrepreneur on their journey, successes, and challenges. It is my hope that we'll learn from their experiences as we all work towards living a life of passion and purpose. Mike Smith-Clo, my guest, is an experienced entrepreneur, investor, and business leader driven by the desire to turn ideas into reality. Having bought and scaled a small business into a publicly traded company worth nearly a billion dollars in value, he has a deep understanding of the hard work, dedication, and grit that truly powers successful entrepreneurship. Today, as the co-founder and managing director of the Next Coast Ventures, Smeklo is a champion for a new generation of entrepreneurs building disruptive companies in big markets. His book, Mr. Monkey and Me, is a real talk guide for entrepreneurs who want to cut through the noise to cultivate a mindset that supports greatness. Mike is my guest today on the Entrepreneur Speaks podcast. Welcome to my show, Mike. Hey, Kofi. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. So let's start today's conversation by you telling us a bit more about yourself and your childhood. Well, in my, my childhood, so um, I grew up in uh, a very industrial part of the United States, a place called Toledo, Ohio, a lovely spot. I say sarcastically, first person in my family to ever go to college. Um, I talk about in this book, I grew up with a lot of role models, not a lot of role models, um, a very uh, economically challenged environment and candidly just was looking for a way to get out. I um, fortunately was raised by a single mom who emphasized education. She continued to push me uh, to go get educated. Uh, and that was impetus for me to go to college. Again, first was my family ever to complete a four-year degree, worked my way through college, and then began my career in uh, a bunch of jobs in financial services that I hated, but really taught me the language of business. Mm, very interesting. So how long have you been an entrepreneur? How has the journey been so far? Yeah, it's such a great question. I mean, I, I kind of think of myself as a, a lifelong entrepreneur. Um, but I, if you if you go by the letter, the rule of the law, if you will, the first seven or eight years of my career were spent working for other folks, learning business, getting experience, building my what I think about as my foundation of, of business and management leadership. 
and then I went off on my own um, 20 years ago to look for a company to buy. I bought a business and ran it, as you said in the intro, from a small business to a publicly traded company headquartered in San Francisco, California. Uh, I ran that for about three and a half years as a public company uh, CEO, but about 13 years in total before um, resigning and then moving on to start a venture capital firm, which has its own entrepreneurial bent as well. So I'd say, you know, by the letter of your question, the last 20 plus years, but my whole life has about, been about starting things, developing things, and really the creative energy that goes with that. Mm. All right. So, so why is entrepreneurship that critical to improving many aspects of our society? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a strong bias on this, and, and it's um, we'll get into the book that I wrote about it, but I just generally believe the world needs more entrepreneurs. We need more diversity in entrepreneurship, so we need to open the door for entrepreneurship to much wider group of folks. And I also think we need entrepreneurs that once they become successful, don't do uh, crazy dumb things. And so I'm generally feeling I'm passionate about entrepreneurship. Uh, but to your real question is, I just think that when you think about the problems that our world is facing, big or small, and I think sometimes we can think about global warming or other major issues as, as the only issues that are worth addressing, but everything from global warming to building out economic pockets of greatness, if you will, I tend to believe that they all will, that comes from entrepreneurship. And so I would rather back an entrepreneur to solve a problem big or small than it would other entities. Uh, you know, listen, it's great that governments or non-for-profits will help, but I think it's really the, the challenge of an entrepreneur, someone who sees a problem, who decides to dedicate their life to trying to solve that problem, uh, and then making that dream become a reality. That to me is, is the, um, you know, it, it's what makes the world continue, makes us continue to progress as a species. Okay. All right, then. So now let's talk a lot more about your current business, Next Coast Ventures. Can you please tell us a bit more about Next Coast Ventures? Yeah, I, I co-founded this venture capital firm in Austin, Texas about six years ago. We invest in the United States in uh, emerging technology companies. So internet and business software companies, we, in, we invest in them in, in earlier stages, usually when they've just started to get some customer traction. Uh, and we help these companies grow and scale. Uh, everyone around our firm has been an entrepreneur before. So we know the ups and downs. We know the challenges. We've all laid awake at three in the morning trying to figure out how we're going to pay our bills or make payroll. And so we know what it's like. And we try and bring that experience and that learning to the entrepreneurs that we back. Today, we've, backed, we've invested in over 60 different companies um, in the United States. And we have approximately $500 million of assets under management that we, we deploy for these early stage companies. Mm. So if I should ask you to share some of the challenges you faced in business, what would be your response? What are some of the challenges you faced in business so far? Well, well I don't think we have enough time to go through all of them. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think it's just coffee. I think that, you know, business is fascinating. Um, I, I've been obsessed with it since I was a young uh, youngster. But I think there's the, I put it in a, you know, many buckets, but if I had to lump it into two, there's the external challenges. You know, I was... Uh, I was operating in the United States in, in 1999, 2000 out in Silicon Valley when the dot-com bubble burst and suddenly there was no money for startups. 
Um, I set out about my own entrepreneurial journey when right after 9-11, after the terrorist attacks in the United States. Uh, I was running a company in 2007, 2009, when the global financial crisis happened. And I bring these up because I think as an entrepreneur, you just have to know that something unexpected is going to happen, uh, like a global pandemic that suddenly uh, we were all faced with. So I think about major challenges as business owners. Um, you can't really predict them. You just know they're going to come and they're going to be something you couldn't have imagined. And your job is to fight your way through it. Um, the other bucket I think that I've struggled with and still struggle with today is just the mental tenacity part, you know, the, the, the part inside your head um, that gets you out of bed, that gets you to overlook the challenges um, and, and purposely go to look to, you know, push the proverbial rock up the hill every day. And so I don't think about business challenges in the, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've had a major customer leave right when we were ready to go public. I wrote about that in the book. So I don't think about business challenges as an incident. I kind of put them in as major events that happen and that your job as an entrepreneur is to find a way to push through, keep going, get out of bed, wipe the wipe the tears off your face and uh, and get back after it, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it sure does. Um, so what are some of the lessons that you've carried with you to your own company and also into investing? What are some of these lessons you've picked up? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the biggest lessons I've picked up is I, I tend to believe that success in business Listen, you have to have a big idea. There has to be an interesting market. Um, and we talk more about that. You have to have something that's innovative or different. Um, and then I think the biggest lessons I've learned are the greatest entrepreneurs are the ones that have this mental toughness that I write about in the book that are able to push through. And, and uh, there's a whole formula that I created in the book, but it really is about can you develop the mental toughness to keep doing this? Uh, and I give an example of... Uh, you know, if you had a friend come to you and say, hey, I want to go run a marathon, uh, you, you know, I, I want to go run a marathon, but I'm not in shape and I've never run before. You wouldn't say to that person, hey, here's a pair of running shoes. Good luck. You would, you would show them that you're going to have to train for six months. You're going to have to change your diet. You're going to have to take a very rigorous training and hydration plan and all these different things. And I think too often in, in entrepreneurship, these attributes of like, just do it or follow your passion. They're, they're kind of good to get you going, but they don't help you sustain um, through it. So much like you wouldn't say to a friend, hey, good luck with your marathon. And you wouldn't show up on a Saturday ready to run 26 miles. You would train and prepare for it. I think the same thing applies to business and entrepreneurship is really how do you prepare for it? How do you have the toughness to continue through and know that things are, are never going to go as I planned? Um, reading about you, I realized that you've worked with a lot of extraordinary leaders and mentors and very great entrepreneurs throughout your career. Um, can you share some of the w wisdom or lessons you've picked up from these people? Yeah, I'm, I'm blessed in that I've have, um, I was out in Silicon Valley in a really magical time and got to work with just extraordinary entrepreneurs. Uh, my first operating job, I got recruited by a guy named Mark Andreessen. Um, and his uh, business partner, Ben Horowitz, they're now very much well known because of their, their venture capital firm, Andreessen Horowitz. But literally the preeminent entrepreneur, Mark, had been the founder of Netscape, which was the internet browser that we all use today. Uh, the foundations of that had sold his business for almost $10 billion back in 99. 
and was starting a new business. Um, and I got to go work for Mark and Ben at the very early stages of that company. And I got to see that company go from a concept all the way through public offering. And then I ran my own business with great uh, leaders around me. And now today, as I mentioned, we've invested over 60 different companies. So I've seen great entrepreneurs kind of across the board. Um, I think the lessons that I learned, for example, from Mark, I'll never forget one time we were talking about something as it relates to boards, um, board of directors. And he was bringing on a very unusual board of director. And I asked him why. And he just looked at me as calm as can be and said, I want every advantage I can get, fair or unfair. Uh, I'm going to do everything within legal and ethical boundaries, but I want every advantage I can get. And it was just that intensity around it that I really took away. And I, I really encourage entrepreneurs to think about that is that you're going to try and do something that is really hard. So look for mentors, look for people that can help you, look for people that can really help you stretch your imagination in any way, shape, or form, because you're going to need it. And so if you're going to go you know, play competitive sports or what have you, you want every advantage. Same thing with business. Um, and the other thing I learned early on was that uh, we all need help and we all need coaches. They can be formally or informally. I certainly learned that early on in my entrepreneurship. Uh, I was lucky to have a guy named Bill Campbell, who's another Silicon Valley legend. Um, I was one time explaining problems I was having with my own business. And Bill said, who's your coach? So I, I don't have one. And he said, well, you know, the greatest golfers in the world uh, had a coach. Steve Jobs, when he was alive running Apple, had a coach. Why the heck wouldn't you have some form of coach? And so things like that, that again, speak more to the mental aspects uh, of the business, but just great lessons around understanding what you're getting into, understanding how hard it's going to be, and then looking for sources of inspiration and help wherever you can. Thank you so much for that. Um, so what do you really see as the biggest mistake entrepreneurs make? Well, um, let's, let's try and break it down to a couple buckets. I mean, I think when it comes to starting your business, I, I think sometimes people get trapped with imagining their idea isn't big enough, which sounds kind of weird. Um, but I think sometimes entrepreneurs think, oh, well, this is, you know, it's not that great of a business. I, I counsel, counsel entrepreneurs to, I remind them that every amazing business that we've heard of, think Facebook, think Starbucks, think Nike shoes, they were all started with an entrepreneur who had a pretty simple idea. And that simple idea was to take a current solution and do something that's significantly better. But it didn't have to be, you know, when Howard Schultz was starting Starbucks, if you read, read his books, he didn't say, I'm going to have a Starbucks on, you know, every corner of retail throughout the world. He said, I want to create a differentiated experience, a cafe experience that at the time wasn't prevalent in the United States. Uh, Phil Knight with Nike started selling shoes out of the back of his car because he thought he wanted to come up with a better shoe for runners. Uh, even Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg started that with an idea at Harvard to meet girls. Right, So I, I think that first and foremost is just think about whether or not your idea is, is something that people are willing to change their behaviors for, which is a really important point. And then secondly, I think the biggest mistake they, that I'd see over and over again that I made was uh, not getting help, not being, being afraid to ask for you know, guidance and being too concerned about what others think versus saying, hey, I don't know what I'm doing here and raising your hand for help. Mm. Now let's talk about your book, Mr. Monkey and Me. <laughs> so why that title, Mr. Monkey and Me? <laughs> 
Um, well, so, so the book, I mean, to be clear, like I had a pretty good career as an entrepreneur, but this is not a memoir of sorts. It's not like, Hey, here's the Mike Smirklow story. As one of my friends said, that would be a, you know, a short blog post at best, but I wrote the book. Um, and I'll tell you about the title. I wrote the book for a simple reason. When I, I looked at entrepreneurs and, and content, um, to help entrepreneurs, I saw it falling into two categories. There was the how to stuff, how to write a business plan how to you know form a corporation things like that and then there was the other form which was super usually short form content you see it all the time if you go on the web some of these things about what great entrepreneurs do before breakfast or you know what what foods to eat or things like that that really don't help they're kind of just light fluffy stuff and i didn't see anything that was focused on the mental aspect of entrepreneurship and and i like to write and that's why i wrote the book to the title uh, basically, it speaks to this voice I've had in my head since I was very young, and I think everyone has it. Um, in my case, the voice, you know, kind of sitting here. I, I joke like he, you know, right before this podcast, he's jumping around like, nah, no one's going to listen to you. No one cares what you say. Like that voice in your head that's fear, uncertainty, and doubt, or imposter syndrome. It can show up as, hey, I don't feel like getting that. I'm not going to go do my heart, my best today. A voice inside your head that's trying to prevent you from achieving your goals, and for me. It helped to make that voice a big creature, to make it a big monkey, big hairy beast jumping up and down. And that kind of became, he's the real star of the book. And the book is about how that voice was in my head and how I learned, sometimes successfully, sometimes not successfully, to overcome that voice and to not let it get in the way of what I really wanted to achieve. So I, I figured that uh, Mr. Monkey and Me was a creative way to to demonstrate what we're talking about the book. And, and hopefully it's also, I try and have a little bit of fun and hopefully people laugh a little bit when they read it. Okay. So now let's go into some more details about the book. What indeed are the key messages from, from, from the book? Well, what I do is, um, again, this is not the Mike Smirklow um, version of it. What I tried to do was I looked back and did a bunch of research on what I'd learned from working with folks like Mark and Ben, as I mentioned earlier, I looked at lessons I learned as my, my 13 year time of running a company. And then I also looked at what I uh, have seen at Next Coast Ventures that would make truly makes a successful entrepreneur. And as I've gone through that, I was able then, and I talked to a bunch of other entrepreneurs that truly successful much more than I was and said, what do you think the biggest attributes are that helped you be successful? And from there, I was able to summarize it into a, a five-letter acronym called SHAPE, S-H-A-P-E, that are specific attributes that I've seen great entrepreneurs have. And I, I talk about that in the book. And then I also, at the end of every chapter, give four to five specific exercises that current or aspiring entrepreneurs can use to develop these capabilities. Uh, so it's really a, a, a how-to guide, if you will to develop the mental toughness to be an entrepreneur or continue to be a successful entrepreneur. So how does one get a copy of the book? Well, um, and I'd, I'd highlight the fact that all every dollar of proceeds of the book goes to charity. So my wife and I set up a scholarship for diverse and underrepresented students who are into an entrepreneurship. So every dollar of proceeds of the book go to that charity. So I'm not making a, a nickel off this. Uh, the book is available on Amazon. Um, Mr. Monkey and Me, A Real Survivor Guide for Entrepreneurs. Uh, it's available there. And um, uh, there's some interesting reviews there, I think mostly positive, to help you understand what the book is about. And uh, it's a pretty short read. 
It's not going to be a, a, a multi-week endeavor, but hopefully it helps people really, again, get into this mental aspect of entrepreneurship. Mm. Thank you so much for those words. Um, before we end this conversation, you've had a wealth of experience doing business all these years. And a lot of my listeners are either about to start business, some are in business, and some are kind of afraid to venture into business. So I want to spend the rest of our time together to ask for your advice to these categories of people. So let's start with the first group of people. Um, what would be your advice to people who are desirous of starting a business? Yeah, well, I, th I think that, listen, you know, I kind of, I, I, I bookend this part of the advice. I mean, first part is I go back to what I said before, the world needs you. Like if you're thinking about it, you think you have an interesting idea and it's, and it's in your passion. I, I kind of feel like it's the classic, like when you're thinking about things in the shower or you can't get out of bed because you're, or you, you know, you're laying in bed thinking about it. It's like, you, you know, you're ready when you just, it seems like there's no way you cannot go forward with your idea. Um, so that's my first part. And the world needs you. The second part, and really in the shape formula, the E is for expectations is understand that it's going to be tough. And I think that's the thing where when I, when I write the book, I'm not there to discourage folks. I just want you to understand much like that marathon example, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be filled with ups and downs. The world is, everyone's very busy. So the world is not going to I joke, you know, you sit there and tell your idea and you, you tell your mom or your significant other and they say, that sounds great. That sounds great. The hard part is when you go out and start talking to other people about it and they don't really care. So just know, have the right expectations going in that it's going to be a challenge. There's going to be ups and downs. The world's not going to really care that much about what you want to do. I think if you have that at the start, your chances of success are much greater. Um, so that's my, my two things is that we need you. Make sure it's something that you really feel like you can't go to sleep at night without thinking about. And then know going in that it's going to be ups and downs. But hey, that's that's part of the journey. Okay. So how about those who are already in business, who are facing challenges, who are on the verge of giving up? What would be your advice to such, such, such a group of people? Well, I think the, the, my first advice is this is why I love like great books. My favorite book about entrepreneurship would be Phil Knight's um, Shoe Dog, which talks about Nike, which I mentioned before, or Ben Hor Horowitz, who I worked with, The Hard Thing About the Hard Thing. I, I give those books as examples just because every entrepreneur, so my one piece of advice is every entrepreneur that's ever started a business, big or small, has had the oh blank moment or moments. I had mine at all, where you're way, laying awake at three in the morning going, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how we're going to survive. I don't say that to make light of someone who's struggling. I just may, I emphasize it to say everyone goes through that. And so your job as an entrepreneur is to reflect on it. Know that fortunately, most businesses aren't life or death. Like even if a business fails, that's okay. You'll get a chance to do it again. Um, and also understand that this is also part of the journey. So that same like getting started is hard. I'm going to keep using the marathon. Uh, I've, I've completed one marathon in my life, and that was plenty. But you know, everyone talks about mile 20 and says you're going to you're going to hit the wall, and you know it's coming. You're running. You know it's happening, and and so your job is to have the expectation that it's going to be hard, have the expectations that you're going to feel challenged, and then continue to push through. Mm. So before we we wrap up, um, with everything that you've learned yourself, 
what kind of wisdom do you like to pass on? <laughs> um, you know, uh, I think it, this it's, I'm in a interesting spot to answer this question. I think it's all like every day is different. I guess that's such a silly thing to say in terms of wisdom, but you know, I, I don't know. I, every day I get older, I, I feel like I have less wisdom than more, which is <laughs> counterintuitive, but, um, you know, it's, it's a long journey. There's a, things go up and down all the time. No one has the answers. I guess that's my one piece of advice is that everyone likes to act like they have the answers. Everyone like, acts to like to tell you they know what's going to happen, but nobody really knows. And the more you get comfort with that, I've been meditating on this. It's just like the more you get comfortable with the fact that nobody really knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, oddly enough, there's something freeing in that. And so I, I think about the same thing for entrepreneurship for life or whatever. It's like, no one knows coming tomorrow. So, um, you know, anyone's out there telling you they know exactly what's going to happen in the future is uh, it's just downright crazy. I don't know if that's wisdom or not, but that's what I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Then. Um, so before we go off, um, what would be your general advice or last words for my listeners and viewers? Well, I think that the curiosity, anyone who's listening to this, um, and it's great that you do this podcast. I think it's a wonderful time to be alive uh, because of the flow of information and resources. I mean, these conversations, uh, you're, in, you're in Ghana, correct? And I'm in Austin, Texas, and we're sitting here talking about entrepreneurship. If you go back even a few years ago, that would seem impossible. Um, so I think, first of all, thank you for doing this too. It's a great time to be alive, to have the resources. Um, so my piece of advice would be is curiosity is probably the greatest attribute you can have. So a learning mindset, curious as to what people are successful, curious is how people think about different things um, is, is a key to success, probably underestimated. And I appreciate that you're doing this and, and helping people really learn and expand their horizons. All right. So thank you so much, Mike, for sharing your rich experience with us today on the Entrepreneur Speaks podcast. We wish you the very best. Thanks for having me, Kofi. I really enjoyed the conversation. So this has been another exciting episode of the Entrepreneur Speaks podcast. I'll come your way next time with another exciting episode. I remain your host, Kofi Animedu. As always, do take good care of yourself and let's continue to keep hope alive. Cheers. Cheers.